0: Welcome back, everybody! Another episode of Wildcat Alley Podcast. Alex Margatulio, my man, man Juice Thompson, Northwestern legend, uh, Juice. It's great to see you. First and foremost, want to shout out our guys at New Amendment. Thanks for putting this on. Wouldn't be possible without them. Uh, but but tapping right in, man, tipping things off. We're coming off a three and zero week, and you know I was able to see you at at Alumni Day against Minnesota. That was obviously great to see you and the family. How are things with you? Man.
1: Man, things are great. You know, it was really good seeing you at Alumni Day, you know, with all the former players. Just being out there for my first time, being home for it was great. You know, the kids, they were excited, got to run around, play with you a little bit. So that was good. I know you've experienced that a lot. How's the start of your week been? I know you had work today and everything. How's everything? Yeah, it's
0: good, man. And, you know, obviously your your kids are the cutest uh, whenever they, whenever I hear them come up to me, hey Marco I know who it is, and you know, we we dap up and uh, we we shoot the the shit a little bit. So uh, you know they're yeah. they're good kids uh, taking after and their shit. taking after their daddy, that's for
1: sure. Yeah, man, they're on the court trying to go out there and play, <laughs> man. Huh. Not today. I see you taking yeah, them man. to Chuck E. Cheese, and then on
0: your training sessions, I see them getting in on yep. the Papa Shop.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I got them in there working, so they like to be in the gym, so it's all fun. Well, oh, good man. It was also good to see your family, your
0: brother. Um, yeah, your dad was there too, so yeah, that was. It's always a a good time seeing the the Thompsons and reconnecting with them.
1: Definitely felt like one of the old games where I got ten, fifteen people in the stands <laughs> for me, so that was good to have everybody there. Yeah, for sure. So,
0: and you and I, I, I got to say, and I called this before. You probably got one of the louder ov- ovations. The Welsh Ryan faithful has missed you, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I definitely felt the love. So it was real good to be back and see everybody and get some get some cheers in there. So it was Awesome, good. man.
0: Well, this is obviously a highlight of my week, um, coming off three wins as well. So we got a lot to cover here on the X's and O's segment. So jumping right in, obviously, we talked about Wisconsin on the last pod. Uh, but then we had to go on the road. To a, a, a difficult place to play at Nebraska, and we really handled business. Give me some uh, some keys to the game for for the Nebraska dub.
1: Who Ty Berry? Sir, he came out on fire, and for them to come out with that energy, you know, coming off of COVID, big win against Wisconsin, and then the next day traveling, that just shows you know the coaching staff is doing a great job, keeping players fresh, keeping them confident. And they came out hot, you know, even though Ty Berry had a really good start to the first half. You know, Boo did a great job not forcing the issue, running the team. He was very efficient. And then Chase, he had a really good all-around game. You know what? He had 15, 6, 4, and 2, and he scored all of his points in the second half. So you can't ask for much more from your guard play. And then, you know, we got to shout out the freshman Martinelli. He's getting those minutes in the Big Ten, scored his first points, and, you know, he's just getting in there. He's sticking his nose in there making some things happen. So you know, I'm just really happy about the way they came out with energy, they got off to a good start, good lead, and they were able to keep that lead and build on that. So anything that you saw that stood out, players, any offensive, defensive possessions?
0: I mean, a, a lot, uh, first and foremost, I love Kai's confidence, right? Obviously starting the game seven to seven from the field. There's not too often you see that. <laughs> and, right. and then uh, I gotta give a shout out to Chase as well. I, I thought he played a, a super poised game, Uh, You know, I I think there were little turnovers here and there to to start the game, but he really stayed in in the flow of the game, not scoring in the first half. I feel like maybe in years past, he could have um, gone completely away from the game, but he really, like you said, stuck his nose in there, uh, kept his head in it. And really let the game come to him, and then obviously had a huge play uh, when Nebraska cut the lead to 14. They went to that 1-3-1 zone, and Chase crashed on the top of the key, had a sweet tip slam, uh, and really uh, solidified That's the weird. game for for the Cats there. So that was a huge play in a critical yeah. moment where you know they, it got down to like 14. We obviously had a comfortable lead for a while, but then Nebraska charged a little bit, made some shots late. And with about you know four and a half minutes left, three and a half minutes, Chase got offensive put back, really solidified the victory. And then we went to roll from there. So uh, obviously those were some keys for me. I like the way that we, you know, bounced back from, from some early turnovers and a guy getting hot. Uh, Tominaga had the first 15 for Nebraska as well. Yeah. So it was really back and forth. And they went on that run with, yeah. with him and Ty. But then we, we really shut him down afterwards. And then we took care of business. We we really did a good job on the scout again against Sam Greasel, who they really run a lot of their stuff through, and then their big guy as well, who we really shut down until the end. So, all in all, I thought it was a really huge team effort. Uh, like you mentioned, it took a it took an army. Obviously, coming off of a you know a, a win on a Monday, and then going to have play going to go have to play on the road on Wednesday. You know that's no easy feat in the conference, and really to see those guys locked in and come ready to play I, I think says it all about this team right now
1: yeah and not to interrupt but now we're 11-0 when we out rebound teams we finished that game with the rebounding battle 35-23 to so I had to drop that stat in there because that's great you know usually at Northwestern we aren't winning a lot of those rebounding battles as you know yeah. you know playing in that one when we played there or previous years so that was really good to see I love the big fella, Nicholson. He's in there. I think he shot three for three, got a couple blocks, some rebounds. I like how much he's improving and helping our team. Yeah, I,
0: I think just his presence defensively, right? When he's out there, you can really see a difference. And I think his pick-and-roll defense is very slept on. I, I think he's mm-hmm. really good. And, and no matter what type of coverage you're running, right, look, if he's on a hard hedge or if he's in that flat – uh, flat coverage where he needs to, to be big and, and really make it difficult for that, that guard trying to turn downhill. I think he's done a really good job in that and then obviously recovering to the big but huge testament to the overall defensive effort. We turned Nebraska over 15 plus times and really took advantage of that on the offensive end as well. We're able to turn those turnovers into baskets and easy threes on the other end so that's something that I've been looking at for us to improve on is improving transition. Take advantage of some of the turnovers that you're creating with your defense and turning it into points. Uh, we did a really good job against Nebraska in that aspect.
1: Definitely. And you no, know, with that, we covered that game. That was a great win. Then we packed up, came back home. Then we got to Alumni Day against Minnesota. Anything you saw from that game, you know, that was a, a great win, especially on Alumni Day front of all the fans the student section showed up what were your thoughts on that minnesota game
0: i thought we were super prepared for the zone i I think what we did was see how they played indiana and were very prepared for that two three zone obviously uh minnesota was a little depleted with with some injuries but you still got to play the game we came out the crowd was was energized and we knocked down shots early, right. We got it into the middle of the zone, and we were able to to get some easy looks and efficient looks all the way throughout the game. I thought again, uh, not to you know not to beat a dead horse, but Chase was incredible again. I thought he controlled the game from from start 10 of to the finish. first eighteen points. Yeah, I thought he just controlled the game on 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 both sides. Um, obviously, he has a little bit more um, ball handling duties this year, and I think that has really helped his poise his shot selection, and a really good job by the coaching staff of getting him into places where he can get to his spots and score. Uh, the backcourt was terrific. Boo was great. And then shout-out to Robbie Barron as well, 14 points. Uh, his stroke boy. looked great. Yeah. He was aggressive early, banged a big shot when we were down 5 nothing, And I think right then and there, it, he really pumped the guys up and saying, boom, like let's go. I'll knock down the first shot. We know how important that is for this team. And then from there, uh, we, we really routed him.
1: Definitely, and you know we're doing a great job defensively. Like you said, offensively we came out prepared for the zone. Yeah. You know we're top three in blocks, second in steals, and I really like how we're taking care of the ball. I think this Minnesota game, we won a turnover battle. At four Minnesota had fifteen, we had yeah. four, and you know another stat: we're what third, We won thirteen straight games when we win the turnover there battle. You go. So you know that's really important. You know as a point guard, you know that's one of the first things I'm looking at when I see the stats. Is, how many turnovers? Well, I'm asking my coaches, how many turnovers did I have? Because you understand, you know how important each possession is, especially playing against those big teams in the Big Ten. And, you know, with that, you know, the freshman, got to shout him out again, career high, five rebounds. Uh, Titus, he came off the bench Titus and really nice gave minutes. us a spark. Yeah,
0: Titus had nice minutes.
1: What he, I think he had three blocks. So he came in the game, really energized, changed things, turned things around. And like you talked about, Chase did a really good job controlling things. But I also think Boo did a really good job. I think he had 21, eight assists. He's making the right reads, and he's locked in on the defensive end. So when our backcourt and everything is clicking like that, you know, we're going to be tough to beat. And, you know, hopefully we can get Julian Roper back in there to kind of, you know, give us that boost, give us some help. But one thing, you know, with that, you know, I would like to see, you know, our main guys that play a lot of minutes get a little bit more rest. You know, I felt like we had a comfortable lead down the stretch maybe get some guys in. We're playing a lot of games in a short period of time, and you know how it is once it gets to late February, March, that Big Ten tournament comes up. It's back to back to back. So I would like to see some of our guys get a little bit more rest, but all in all, they came out protecting home court. They were prepared, and I just love the way that we're playing right now and the atmosphere that we have in there with those students.
0: It's crazy. Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. I mean, the, the video – I I played it back a couple of times, uh, the students going crazy and chanting MVP after the guy missed for the Chick-fil-A. Uh, that was one of the yeah. funnier moments I've seen so far in an, in an arena and the place, like the, the, the top blew off the place when he, when he missed that, that last one for the free Chick-fil-A. So obviously really good job to the Northwestern marketing team as well, putting that together Dude. and working with a cool partner like Chick-fil-A to, to get something like that rolling.
1: Dude, and that Chick-fil-A, so I tried to take, me and my wife tried to take the yeah, kids yeah. there after the Confident. game parking lot like the drive-through full so I tried to go inside it's workers just employees just running around like chickens with their heads cut off people sitting down it was full we just walked out <laughs> like we would have been in there over an hour so I know those and it was just a bunch of students they're walking in joking they're happy so I'm like yeah they're taking advantage getting that buy one get one free so that's a really good partnership and you know my boys are excited that they get that free Chick-fil-a so that's a really good thing so I'm glad that they're doing that and you know I gotta shout you out too you know you, you came across you had some tickets and you made that post on Twitter you know getting the fans involved to really you know help some fans out and give them some quality seats so you know, major shout out to you that's a really big thing and that's what it's all about you know giving back to the University as an alumni so Kudos to you, man. That was a big thing. I'm re- I really like that you. I get appreciate
0: that. that juice. Yeah, it was a you know just something that came to me. Obviously, we had our alumni day, so I had some additional tickets. So um, anytime I can give my my season tickets out, always going to be wearing purple. That's for sure. They're definitely not going to the other definitely. team. Um, right. I ride right. with I ride with my folks for sure. So uh, yeah, it was it was a cool thing. I look forward to doing a little bit more. Um, Love being involved in the Northwestern community and obviously this basketball program. So uh, just a way that I could give back. And uh, obviously with the student section being sold out, uh, being able to give that to, to a couple of students was good.
1: Yeah. And get that fan interaction that, you know, that'll keep the fans involved, too. And not just the current players, but with the former players. So that's just pushing the university forward and spreading the word. So I thought that was a really big thing. So that's what we're all about in Northwestern. Going, you know man. that juice. There you go. <laughs> and we go, and we, and we make shots. Remember, we had the yes. t-shirts that said make yes. shots, cut hard. All <laughs> that. That's great. OK. Well, with that, so we recap those two games. What do we got coming up? We got Iowa, a rescheduled game from the COVID time. Yeah, this is a scary game. This down? is a
0: scary game. This is a team that is red hot and somebody, a, a team that's really going to be testing our defensive prowess. Obviously, we're, th- we're third in the, the Big Ten in defensive efficiency. Uh, we're playing a top offensive team in the conference. Iowa loves to run and gun. They love to try to outscore you, and they have guys that can make shots. They have guys that can make plays. Uh, one to five. I think Robracha is a very underrated player um, in the low post. He has great post moves. He's versatile, and he gets the opponent, opponents in foul trouble. And then, you know, obviously you can't talk about Iowa without talking about Chris Murray. Dynamic wing, lefty, can really get to his spots. Super athletic and is able to to run the floor like a gazelle and, and really get up and down with the best of them. Obviously, uh, the limelight has really been shined on him this year uh, with the departure of his brother to the NBA. He's really filled those shoes admirably and is playing at all-conference all level.
1: Definitely. And, you know, with that, I think McCaffrey came back. Yes, he so did. So I think yep. they're at full strength. So that's going to be tough in itself. Um, you know, we have to stay out of foul trouble. You know, like you said, they got those bigs. You know, a little, like you said, a little underrated, but he can get things done. So, you know, we do a really good job of doubling in the post, so I'm sure they're going to have a really good scheme and game plan. But what I would like to see, I would really like to see them make Murray work, you know, whether that's putting them in ball screens, you know, just having Barron run off some some staggers or something just so he has something else to think about besides scoring and getting his rebounds and playing for himself. So I think we have a really good chance. We've done a great job on the road. You know, we got that big win at Indiana, at Michigan State. And I'm looking forward to the guys keeping it going. Yeah,
0: I agree. And I think we – it's crazy. Like, we've shot so much better on the road this year, it feels like. Um, Mm -hmm. And like you and I talked about before on this pod, I I was a great shooting gym. For some reason, those rims look a little bit bigger there. The lights are bright. You know, being down in that bowl – it's it's a really good shooters gym. Obviously, you and I had some great success there uh, from the outside, and, yeah. and ha- we a part of some yeah. some great. I slapped wins the there. backboard. Yeah, there. that's right. That's
1: still my highlight. I, w- I was training a seventh grader the other day, and I told him, "Hey, yeah, I, I slapped the backboard." <laughs> so I was trying to show him how to do it without missing the layup. So I'll, that's a highlight of my life, slapping the backboard at that facility. Yeah. <laughs> you all of five seven. Yeah, Exactly. You know, I'm getting nowhere near to dunk the ball, so slapping the phone part is a highlight for me. Oh, man. That's good. Any, Any other keys against Iowa you feel like
0: we need to do in order to be successful?
1: Take care of the ball. Continue to play our style of play. You know, it's been working. We're hanging our hats on the defensive end. Obviously come out, follow the coach's game plan. Let's continue to move the ball. You know, we know we have Chase, Boo. They can score, but we have guys that can also step up and make big shots. You know, Brooks Barnheiser, he's stepping up. He's coming up with some big plays, scoring, shooting a three with confidence, getting to the free throw line. You know, of Nicholson, he's finishing inside. And, you know, speaking of him, I got to see him after the game. And, you know, me and Boo was giving him a little stuff about one of the lobs he threw him, and he was supposed to go up and dunk it. And he thought someone was behind it. So, you know, he knows, and he's playing a lot more physical. So I just want to see us come out with that same defensive intensity. Keep moving the ball around. Looks like guys are having fun. Everyone's engaged on the bench. So it's a good sight to yeah, see. Yeah, I
0: think it's a game that we need to play in the '70s, not the '80s. Yeah, I, I, the 80s. you know what I mean. Like I think Iowa just scored 93 on Rutgers or something like that the other day at home. So yeah, that that's not our style. Right, yet. and that's the number one defensive team in the in the league, if not the country. Rutgers. Um, statistically so you know Iowa has that type of offensive prowess we need to I think slow it up a little bit run our sets and and maybe frustrate them and make them play defense like you mentioned earlier
1: yeah definitely but all in all I think we have a lot of momentum going into this game obviously Iowa just got a big win you know against Rutgers but you know we're the second place team by ourselves so I'm expecting us to keep that rolling so we can you know really make that push towards the tournament yeah
0: for sure and then obviously we have Michigan coming up as well. We've already played them. Uh, they've been struggling a little bit, uh, but they you know, they went out in Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor and, and beat us pretty good, pretty soundly the last time we played them. So I look for us to make some offensive adjust, adjustments, maybe play a little smaller against them and force Dickinson to, to guard a little bit more on the perimeter and then be more sound defensively. I thought we – I don't know, we, we maybe got away from the scout a little bit. I think we were a little lazy mm-hmm. earlier on in that game with our switches and they really took advantage of that and got to their spots and knocked down some some early threes, which allowed their young guards to play with confidence. And in the end, those two had pretty much career nights against us. So I look for us to be a little bit more locked in at home defensively with a, a raucous crowd at at Welsh Ryan ready to cheer our guys on. So um, I'm looking for a, bit, a a better result against Michigan there. But nonetheless, I think if we can go two and zero this week, I think you know we're a surefire top twenty-five team, and this kind of leads us into this next segment, Juice, uh, the scouting report for this week. And the scouting report is actually on us. It's the Northwestern Wildcats. Why is the AP top twenty-five not giving us a fair shake? What is what is it that is not on our resume? What have What have we done? Differently than some of these other teams that are out there, or what have we not done um, to not yeah. solidify ourselves in that top twenty-five, especially coming off a three-and-zero week off of a COVID break?
1: COVID, yeah. So, like you said, you know, we've been talking about it. You know, we got two big quality wins on the road at Michigan State at the Breslin Center. Then we also, you know, went down Assembly Hall in Indiana and won on the road. And you know, we're home protecting home court. Yes, we had a big, you know, a tough loss to Pittsburgh, but. Look what we just went through. You know, we had to reschedule some games. Pittsburgh's 8-3 you know, in the conference.
0: Up. Pittsburgh's 8-3 and three exactly. in the ACC.
1: So, that you know, that really doesn't come out to be a bad loss. So we should be right there. Yes, we're getting votes. But, you know, just because it's Northwestern, that doesn't mean we shouldn't be in there. Because right now, we're playing at a high level. We have a really good resume. And we're in sole possession of second place in the Big Ten. And, you know, for us, that that doesn't come that often. It hasn't happened that much. But... The guys are rolling. So what what is the reason? Why aren't we in the top 25?
0: I'm with you, Juice. I think just based on what we have done, our body of work so far, halfway through the Big Ten season, almost in February, I I think we're a top 25 team, right? Like the the only loss that we have to a a non-tournament team right now is at Michigan. Like you mentioned, we won at Michigan State and at Indiana. Both of those teams' home records combined are 20-3. and and two of those losses are against us. So put that in perspective on how difficult those places are to play. We went there, took care of business in conference, on the road, and beat two really good teams that are gonna be you know, fighting in March and potentially in April down the stretch. So I, I think we're getting a little shafted here. I think there's a little bias Dang. towards some of the blue blood programs out there, towards some of the programs that have done it a little bit more consistently in the past. But I think with our body of work, with the things that we've done, and the personnel that we have, along with the statistics, you know, I, I think we should be in there right now. It should be a shoe yeah.
1: in. Yeah, we definitely should be. But you know, just being around the guys, they understand it. So it's things like they're keeping that underdog mentality, and they want more. They understand. I know the guys feel it. They should be top 25 the way they're playing, their resume. But they want more, and so that's that's for us to talk about you know we should be in the top 25 the guys are going to continue to work hard but like we said you know it's no reason for us not to be but this week we aren't so let's go out let's let's come let's get get that win at iowa come back protect home court against michigan and then let's see what happens over the weekend so if we can come out take care of business this week go three and zero again top 25 we might you know top, top 20, 20 top, top 15, 15. Yeah. i mean let's come keep, on let's keep it going you yeah, know, Iowa big.
0: Iowa at Iowa, I think they're like I mentioned before, they're one of the hottest teams in the in the country right now. And, you know, always kind of hit their stride around this around this point. Fran McCaffrey's a really good yeah. coach. These guys can score. They go on these, you know, these 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 runs throughout the season that, you know, they look like a, a top twenty team as well. So I think if we could take care of business at Iowa this week, take care of business at home against Michigan, you know, really you know, if if we had the week eight and three in the conference and 17 and five, again, 15 wins all of last season. We're not even in February we're yet. There. We're at 15 wins. So uh, we're there. You know, it's it's a great story to tell. Um, I love that the guys are keeping that underdog mentality and really playing it one game at a time and just trying to take care of business. I think they need to continue to embody that as a team. But I think because I think it's really on brand for you know the the type of of play that we've had thus far this year so uh, that's really good to hear from the from the locker room that that you're getting that juice
1: yeah and then also you know once we do crack that top 25 because i'm really confident just like you are that we will crack it you know let's not you know go in there for one week and then drop out let's continue to keep it rolling keep playing our style and let's keep climbing that you know that that ranking chart and really put us in a good position for the Big Ten tournament so hopefully we can, you know, get a bye, you know, that first game. That's huge. Because I'm sure, you know, you remember, like, we would play that first day, second day. And the more and more you play, you know, it's not like we're 12, 13, 14 years old playing AAU, right. playing multiple games a day of back-to-back. It can kind of, you know, weigh on you after a long season. So. Let's keep that rolling, you know, keep that in the back of our minds, use it as motivation and keep it going.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if, depending on where you fall in the bracket too, right? You could be playing at 6 yeah. p.m. on Friday and then wake up and play at noon or 1 o'clock no. on, yeah. on Saturday, right? it's a quick Maybe turnaround. It's a quick turnaround, yeah. less than 24 hours. Getting in. Yeah, mm-hmm. so definitely important to take care of business now so that we can get that extra rest and rejuvenation and – you Know if something does happen in the Big Ten tournament where you know there's an early knockout, not saying that would happen, but solidify yourself over this the course of this next uh next few weeks as a shoe in team, climb up to seed line. Because I think right now we're at like a 10, uh, according to, to some of the bracketologists. You know, if we can get to that seven, eight, even six line with a few um really high quality wins within the conference, you know, the, the sky's the limit, we can get matchups that. I think will be very difficult
1: for some of the other teams um, playing in that tournament. Definitely. And I agree. That pretty much sums it up. And, you know, why are the Wildcats not ranked in the top 25? That might be the headline for the week. So we will get there and moving forward. What's the word on campus? Anything you have? Cause I have some stuff, you know, after the game, yeah, kick us know, off. I went into the kick us off with it. Yeah. So we'll kick it off. Yeah. You know, as you saw alumni day was fun. Everyone was happy. So I went into the locker room to talk to some guys and you know, I wanted to also got to give a shout out to Chase Audish, you know, being recognized as what? Naismith Smith, defensive player of the year, top 15. So that's a really good recognition. That's not something that you usually see at Northwestern. So, you know, when I had my moment to talk to him, I congratulated him. But like I was talking about with that underdog mentality, his first words, you know, were thank you, but we got to turn it up a notch. And it wasn't just him. He didn't say I have to, he said we have to turn it up a notch. So that's just a credit to the coaching staff and their mentality. They know what they've accomplished, but they know they can accomplish a lot more. And he just kept saying it. we gotta turn it up a notch. We're right there, but we gotta keep turning it up. So that's my word on the campus. The Cats know how good they are, but they know they have another level to them. And I'm excited to see them continue to hit their stride right as we go into March.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great insight, Juice. And, and really to, to, to flip things a little bit, mine is more beef off campus. What are we doing in the media, mm-hmm. right? I guess you and I are kind of part of this now, but um, yeah, yeah. which is weird to say. Uh, but like, where's where's the love, right? We've already mentioned this before. Where's the love for the cats? Uh, I think I have. I've seen us ranked, you know, as high as thirty-five right now. But you know, aside from the players, I don't think this coaching staff is getting enough credit. I, I really no. don't. You talk about uh, a huge turnaround, changing the nice. way we play. Um, embodying a new culture, embodying um, a new way of playing, a new defensive scheme. I think the coaching staff has done an unbelievable job of getting this team ready to play consistently, right? Especially over the course of these last couple weeks. Uh, A hell of a job and a tip of my cap to, to everybody in that locker room, not only the players, the training staff. Um, everybody involved in the program, the grad assistants, even the managers, team managers. Too. I see the managers working yeah, out man. there,
1: getting the rebound. They, it's all. They're all a part of it. They're all a part of them. I made sure to you know to let them know. Keep up the good work. They are a big part in our success yeah, too.
0: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Purdue being number one in the country and being ten and one in the conference, like Matt Painter, obviously should be in the running for Big Ten Coach of the Year. But with us mm-hmm. being at six and three and sole second place right now, halfway through the year. I truly believe Chris Collins' name should be mentioned there, right? Definitely. He's taken a lot of Definitely. criticism over the course of the last couple of years, but being able to look himself in the mirror and, you know, get with the coaching staff and the players and build what's happening this year and really turn things around, uh, I think is just a testament to, to his ability, his trust in his staff, and, you know, trying to get this program to the next level again and, and, and to the big dance is obviously the ultimate goal. And then obviously win games, right? We are just winning games yeah. and taking it one game at a time and 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 controlling the controllables. And I think we've done a really good job of that.
1: Yeah. And piggyback off what you said, we're winning games that in previous years we were losing. We're finding, out, finding ways to close out these games. You know, you think back to that Wisconsin win. A lot of those switches, Boo got whatever he wanted previous years some of our guards would shoot some quick shots some highly contested shots but now it's like we're being more patient getting to our spots and getting some quality looks and we're coming up with big defensive possessions down the stretch yeah, winning so is like a learned say, skill right
0: like winning is a learned skill yeah. and I, I think some of those trials and tribulations over the course of the last couple seasons especially with a guy like Boo and Chase where they lost a lot of tough difficult games I think it have only made them stronger and you can see the growth and maturity this year in particular with those two guys that have allowed, allowed us to take that next step. And like you said, win games that we would have lost previously.
1: Definitely, and those two, Chase and Boo, they've really come together. There was something in a, a press conference about you know, them deciding you know, to really work together and focus on you know, that teamwork aspect and controlling things and leading. And you can see it. Our backcourt is taking care of the ball, getting guys in the right spot, and then our defense. So you got to really give that credit. Their veteranship, their experience is paying off, and we got to expect them to continue to do what they've been doing.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Any other word from the from the locker room other than these locker rooms having you know the most unbelievable facilities you could ever imagine?
1: Yeah, that locker. Room, I wish. Did you get to talk to the coaching room. staff
0: at all? Did you talk to B Mac or that?
1: I got to talk to Taylor, okay. Taylor Battle, and he was really excited okay. about it. But it was a little bit of talking. Then my kids were in there running around, <laughs> talking to the players. You know, my kids, one of my youngest came out with a headband. My nephew came out with a headband. and okay. So my older son came out with Chase's shoes. So, you know, it was just great, you know, just like when we were in college, giving back to the kids, making them feel a part of it. So a lot of times I was just kind of sitting back as a dad, being happy and watching those interactions with them. But I did get that word on campus. Our chase was saying, you know, we got to turn it up a notch. That's awesome. but other than that word on campus, these guys are great. You know, they're taking the time with kids, media, fans. They're just great people and a great representation of the university. So, with that, you know, Wildcat Alley, we're gonna sign out. Catch us on all your platforms, Spotify. What we got? Apple Music. We got. We're gonna be YouTube, on YouTube. Sure. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Everything beyond the Big Ten. Juice Thompson with my boy, Alex Marco, 3 Leo, sharpshooter. Oh, they don't have shooter shakes in the locker room anymore either.
0: Travesty. But Absolute travesty. Yeah.
1: We got it. <laughs> we got it. They should have brought that back for alumni <laughs> days to get everybody. But all in all, great episode. You know, let's get this win at Iowa. And I'm sure I'll see you at the gym Thursday for a big win against Michigan. For sure,
0: Juice. Appreciate you as always.
1: Yeah, my man. It's great seeing you the other day too, my always. man. Let's keep it rolling. Always. See you. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving die-hard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten conference one of the most watched and most talked-about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.